It's time to kick off another weekend. What do you say? Yes, sir. It's time to ask the preacher. As we do every Friday from 5 until 6, right here on Talk Radio 96.7. And it's brought to you by Believer's Fellowship Church. And your host of Ask the Preacher is John Freed. Hey, welcome everybody. Happy uh, Friday to you, February the 17th today. And um, anyway, I'm joined in the studio by two, uh, I didn't know whether to call you friends or sons. We are Same thing. both. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Jonathan and Jarius, or Jarius and Jonathan, whichever uh, order you want to pick. Jarius, tell everybody hi. Hello, how and, you uh, doing? Anything uh, else you want to say? It's good to uh, be back with you. I know it, it's been a while. It has been a while. Yeah, I kind of been in and out, but uh, it's good to be back. Pastor John had uh, asked Jonathan and I to join him, and uh, I was like, yes, yes, I want yes. to do it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan, welcome back into the studio. Yes, thank you. Hello, everybody. Uh, you ain't got no problems. All you need is faith in God. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Hey, um, we're going to talk uh, about a couple local issues today, uh, and then... We'll we'll talk um, some that that spreads out in something that's much more more global. Uh, I guess you could call it that. Um, not not just a local issue, but things that pertain to the whole of our society, even the whole of the world. Uh, and when I when I say that, uh, I'm speaking of evangelism. Um, and then uh, then who who knows what else we'll we'll talk about. Um, I, I uh, had a question submitted uh, earlier today and asking if we would address this on the— Oh, by the way, you are listening to Talk Radio 96.7 WLKF. The phone number in the studio, if you want to join the conversation or if you want to ask a question, whether it's uh, about what we're talking about or, or not, it, it's okay. Um, if we don't want to, uh, to change our conversation and get over to the question, we'll jot it down. We'll come back to it in a little bit. Uh, but the number into the studio is 863-682-1430, 863-682-1430. That fourteen thirty pertains to the AM uh, signal of this station. It's been around for a long time here in Lakeland, and that is uh, 1430 AM. So if you're still listening on 1430 AM... Um, we're, we're glad you—I <laughs> didn't want to insult anybody. I was going to say we're glad you still live in the 19th century. No, that's okay. Uh, we're glad you still listen, uh, but there is an FM uh, counterpart to this uh, station as well. That's 96.7, so that might work better for you. You might get a better signal. But either way, um, I'm glad you're, glad you're listening to us today. Hey, uh, I, uh, Jonathan, tell us uh, a, a little bit so some of, some of our listeners— are members of other churches, obviously. Yes. Uh, tell us a little bit about what's coming up, not this weekend, but uh, next weekend. Yeah, of course. Okay, guys, so save the date. So listen closely. February, and, and join us. Don't just save the date. Join us. February 24th and 25th, both days at 10 o'clock a.m., we're going to meet at Munn Park Fountain. Uh, right now, there's approximately four or five churches that have committed, and we're welcoming anybody who wants to come and help. We're going to meet at Munn Park Fountain at 10 a.m. There we'll, we'll pray together, and we're going to hand out maps, and we're just going to saturate the city with door-to-door evangelism. This is a simple thing. This is a, 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 a natural thing. So if, 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 if you're an experienced evangelist, if you've never done it before, all ranges, all ages, please come, be a part. You love your city, then come and put boots on the ground and work with us. 
Yeah, Jesus said very plainly uh, to go out into all the world and preach the gospel. Um, some people will say, well, that means you should, you should go out, and this is hometown. Well, he, he said that the power that we receive after Acts 1-8, uh, it would first begin in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Now, he was in Jerusalem speaking, so what that means is it begins here. It begins where you are, first in Jerusalem, yeah, and then yeah. in uh, Samaria, and then all of Judea, and then into the othermost parts of the earth. So everything always starts where you are. Right. Uh, yeah, if you yeah. are unwilling to do something where you are, what makes us think that we'd be willing to do it elsewhere? But then sometimes people actually come up with valid answers to that statement. They say, well, it's easier for me to do it elsewhere, and the only reason being is because of their own self-awareness, That's um, correct. which we would call pride you know, uh, or embarrassment. Well, you know, these people are people, they might see me in, in the grocery store. They might yeah, see me Yeah, what's my motivation work. with that statement? Yeah, my motivation ends it's up being me, me yeah, uh, versus the obedience of, of, the, of the command of God to when say, Jesus said, go preach the gospel. Deny. Deny yourself. Yeah. <laughs> deny yourself, yeah. Uh, so anyway, so we want to invite you to be part of that. That's not uh, this weekend. That's next weekend. And um, if if you would like to, you say, hey, my church should be involved in that, then have uh, you can reach out to us. You can have a pastor or somebody who works in your church uh, reach out to us at Believers Fellowship Church. Um, you can look us up online, believersfellowship.com. Uh, but reach out to us, and, and we'll get you connected uh, with with what's going on, lots of stuff in the in the oh yeah in the kitty is that the right yeah term mm-hmm. yeah. baking on deck baking up warming up <laughs> getting ready. Um, this is just a, a busy spring season all the way pushing on through Resurrection Day, mm-hmm. and uh, just lots of stuff going on at at Believers Fellowship Church uh, this weekend. Um, what's the day? Friday, so not not tomorrow, but Sunday. Three special services with Reverend Tony Cook. Mm. Uh, Reverend Tony Cook, I, I admire greatly. I've never had the privilege to meet him in person. I've talked to him on the phone. Um, I've read his books. I've heard stories about him. And we have the privilege yeah. of having him this Sunday morning at 9 a.m., 11 a.m., and 6 p.m. Three different services, and they will be different. We don't do copycat services. Right. Um, so 9 a.m., 11 a.m., and 6 p.m. So we want to invite you to join us at any one of those three yeah, services. Yeah, yeah, come on, guys. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Hey, um, so today I'd like to talk some about uh, what the city is doing concerning Munn Park, not just the, so to speak, I'm holding up air quotes, not just the revitalization of Munn Park, but some of the things that have seemed to come in parallel with that idea of refreshing Munn Park uh, having to do with the homeless uh, and and an effort to, uh, I'm going to use the term exterminate, rid the blight. Yeah, to get rid of and rid the homeless from from Mun Park, and I can understand that in some sense. But I, I'd just like to talk about that some. And so, uh, if you have an opinion, doesn't matter whether your opinion agrees with me, uh, agrees with us, or or not. Um, we would like to hear your opinion. We'll be discussing the matter, uh, and when we come back from the break in just a moment. So we have the revitalization of Mun Park. At the same time, there's the issue of, hey, what do we do about all the homeless that is in the downtown area? And then on top of that, or or connecting to that, um, you have some. I, I don't know that I would call it retaliation, but some efforts in looking at stopping people who were actually 
doing the command of God, who are actually doing some good things, and it's being called bad in caring for the homeless that are at Mum Park. So that'll be some of our discussion when we come back for this break. If you'd like to join us, call in 863-682-1430. One more time, 863-682-1430. Be back in just a couple. But now let's get back to more of Ask the Preacher, brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church. Here's John, Jonathan, and Jarius. Hey, look at that. You got all three. John, Jonathan, and Jarius. Good job, Eric. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Ask the Preacher uh, radio program here. This is a call-in talk show, and, you know, it seems like the more we stress that, the less people call. But uh, (laughs) that's that's all right. We are uh, ready to talk whether you call in or not, but it's always better when we hear you instead of you hearing us. So we're we're happy to hear from you. The number into the studio is 863 682 1430. 682 1430. So, right now, you're probably saying, uh, uh, Well, what would you want us to call in and talk about? Okay, so let's let's get in it here. So, um, so right now, Lakeland, and, and by the way, I, I love our city. Um, yes. I have so uh, a, a pretty good relationship with most members of the, the city uh, commission, uh, with some of the city staff. Um, and, you know, I suppose sometimes I can maybe be a little bit of a thorn in, in their side or whatever, but they're they're all very polite and congenial people, and so am I. And so we have conversations even about things we disagree on, and we have many conversations about things we agree on. Um, this this issue, at least in part, is something that I most definitely disagree in the direction they're going, and I'd just like to talk about it some, and uh, and see what um, see what members of the community think about it, and. Um, I agree with the understanding or the idea that, hey, we want to refresh Munn Park. The reality is Munn Park has been refreshed, if you want to call it that, um, just like you might remodel your home. Mm-hmm. Munn Park has been remodeled four or five times uh, here in, in the city's history. Um, and some of the remodelings, if you will, uh, were, were kind of silly. You look at them now and you think, why in the world did they do that? Well, then you find out in a short period of time, a few years, 10 to, to 20 years later, they undid what they did, you know, because it just didn't work well. Um, I think the city has done a, a pretty good job of showing some history. They gave opportunity for yeah. community members to show up and learn about the history of Munn Park, uh, whether some of the history is uh, hidden or revealed, I, I won't speak towards, but uh, because the purpose of it was to talk about the, the structural and, and the cosmetic view of Munn Park, not not some of the activities the that, that took place uh, that, uh, that none of us would be proud of. But um, anyway... But uh, so right now, Munn Park, I, I actually kind of like Munn Park much how it is. I like the big open space, but I understand their endeavor to say, hey, we want to draw more people. Uh, so they're looking at doing this uh, revitalization of Munn Park. But along with that are, are a, a couple issues. In, in the last couple years, uh, especially the last couple years, the homeless of our community have been uh, – kind of congregating, you might could say, in the Munn Park area. They don't take over the park, but there's many mm-hmm. there. If you go during the business day, yeah. there's many of them there. If you go uh, on Saturdays, there's many of them there. Uh, they tend to leave in the evening times. Um, I, I have my own opinion about that. That is, that I believe most of them end up going into Lighthouse uh, Ministries, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. a good shelter here in town. 
um, the Talbot House Ministries, which is a good shelter here in town. I should use the word great for both of them. They both do a great job of what they do. Uh, Salvation Army as well. Salvation Army has uh, was kind of run out of, and that's my opinion, my my words to express there, um, out of the, the downtown area several years ago. They were given a great deal on a piece of property outside of town. Um, and there was, I view it this way, some some kind of hidden efforts to say, hey, let's let's try to get the homeless to be away from from the town. Well, that doesn't hardly ever work. Right. Um, you go to almost any city of any substantial size, and they're you see in the metro area. they're in the metro area. It's just it's just where they they tend to go. Um, I'm sure that there's some research as to say why, but I don't know that you can fight that reality uh, somewhat. I don't have an issue with with looking and saying, "Hey, um, homelessness and the 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 congregating of homeless people and Mun Park is a problem, and, and we want to try to ad- address that." That's not my issue. My issue is how they are looking at addressing that with making it a code violation. It wouldn't necessarily be a crime, but a code violation to feed the homeless in in Munn Park or other potentially other parks or downtown areas. In other words, it might be as if to say within our city limits or within our downtown district, um, if you give away food to homeless people, you're going to be there. There you could be in trouble. they might be able to put some parameters to that to say, well, if you if you attract more than twenty five people, now it's a gathering. So they're talking about making it event. Let me let me read something to you out of uh, well, great. My laptop had to turn off right before. Um, let me read something to you out of, out of the ledger. Uh, this is a Lakeland Ledger article uh, published on February the sixteenth. So I believe that would be yesterday. Sarah Megan Walsh. Uh, she does a good job of reporting and, and uh, putting stuff out there in the ledger uh, locally here. Public restrooms in Munn Park, question mark. Downtown businesses say it might be a necessity. Um, so one of the reasons why they they want to get rid of the homeless in Munn Park is because they say, you know, they use the restrooms sometimes in the back alleys and, and all this kind of stuff. Well, um, this article talks about, well, if using the restroom is a, is a problem, then maybe having restrooms is a solution. Well, I, I like that. Yeah. I like that idea. Um, if you consider the idea, when, when I go to Munn Park, Jonathan, you're at Munn Park every, almost every first Friday. Um, and every Saturday. And every, and every Saturday. Yeah, true. I forgot about that. Um, and, and so there's all sorts of family members. Well, everybody needs a restroom, potentially. You know, I don't always have to use the restroom when I'm, when I'm in Munn Park. But, um, you know, I don't want to have to go asking a business. They might say no to me, but then you have to maybe be a patron. Well, what if I didn't want to buy their $70 shirt in order right. to use their restroom, you know? So what happens? So everybody goes to the coffee houses. Everybody goes to Jimmy John's. Yeah. Everybody goes to the to the places where if I have to buy something in order to use the restroom, I can buy a, a $2 drink, a $3 drink, and use the restroom. Well, that puts a burden on those businesses. So um, is is the answer? So when you when you make a um, uh, a statement to say, well, we have people that that just end up using the restrooms in the alleys. That's gross. It's disgusting. It's unsanitary. It's it scares people away. It's a problem. Whatever. Well, why not restrooms as a solution as opposed to saying we're going to penalize people that come down to Mun Park to feed the homeless. Right. Um, right. And so there's there's all sorts of things like that. Uh, another another article in the in the paper, and actually this kind of set it off. This was the beginning of putting it into the paper, as far as I'm aware. On February the 14th, uh, Valentine's Day, Sarah Megan Walsh also writing uh, Lakeland to draft a law 
to limit feeding the homeless in city parks. And so in talking about what I was just saying there, uh, one effort to say, well, let's stop. Let's try to stop having the homeless in Munn Park. We'll say, well, maybe a solution will be penalize those that are feeding the homeless in Munn Park. That's not going to decrease the homeless population. I wouldn't think so at all either. Yeah. But it, but it will. It does stop good people from doing good, Correct. good things. Now, if you have a differing opinion on that, and you say, "Well, I don't. I think it's good people, sure, and they intend to do good, but they're actually causing harm. That's uh, they're actually exacerbating the problem." Well, I'd love to hear from you, um, and and I'll be nice to you, and we'll we'll have a discussion <laughs> over over the matter. Uh, but the uh, the city commission voted unanimously to commission uh, the attorney, the city attorney, uh, Palmer Davis. I've sat down and talked with him about issues, and so he, he's a great one to, to talk with. He's very congenial. But um, anyway, the, the city commission commissioned the city attorney, Palmer Davis, to say, hey, let's find out a legal way to do to make this law uh, to keep people from feeding the homeless uh, in, in our downtown areas. Um, and, and so how do we go about doing that? Oh, I, I cannot agree with the city commission with that kind of charge. And so uh, I hope that doesn't happen. Um, and we'll, we'll make some efforts to speak up as to what we view as being right uh, and the right ways to deal with these issues yeah. in Munn Park. Yeah. So that's what our conversations are about today. Join us by calling 863-682-1430. It is the bottom of the hour. We have to take this big break. I don't like it. But sometimes we got to do stuff we don't like. But I certainly would like it if you would call when we return. Hey, speaking of Bible questions being answered, let's rejoin Ask the Preacher, brought to you by Believer's Fellowship Church. Your host is John Freed. Hey, welcome back, everybody. I appreciate you listening, and I hope uh, you appreciate the program. That is our, our goal, to be a blessing to you. Uh, we want to bless our city. Uh, now, our, our church, and then me, myself, me, myself, and I, <laughs> uh, personally, I'm very involved, and in, in, as much as I can be, uh, with what goes on in our city, and our, and subsequently, our church gets involved, and um, we do some things that we spearhead, and then we uh, participate with a lot of other things as well. And um, you know, I, I heard the question asked a long time ago: If your church disappeared today, would your community notice tomorrow? Uh, in other words, would they miss you, or do yeah. you not make a difference? Do you not make an impact? Um, it really blessed my heart. About a month ago, uh, somebody came to me, and they, they said— now, they didn't reference that question, but I'm constant—I uh, shouldn't say constantly. It's not like I wake up thinking about it, go to bed thinking about it, but that that idea of our effectiveness in the community is—, is um, What's the word I'm looking for? Regularly uh, on on my on my thoughts and and so this person said, uh, "Hey, I, I I want you to know that you know <laughs> your 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 little church, <laughs> you know whatever, <laughs> which is fine. I don't care if it's little little or big. This is the important part." They said, "You make a difference in this community." Mm. I was like, "Wow, hallelujah, yeah, awesome. praise God." Yeah, and so um, ask Goliath. Or, yeah, ask ask Goliath uh, if that little boy David made a difference in his life. <laughs> the things Goliath might say now if he could speak. Um, anyway, and so you know, we're, I'm not, we're not I'm not trying to be uh, adversarial. I'm I'm trying to advocate for what yes. is what is right and and what is good. And so uh, that's that's the purpose of our uh, discussion today. Um, you know, the reality is it, it is uh, it is the job, or at least part of the job, of the church uh, to care 
for the 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 misfortune, the the unfortunate, the the hungry. Um, it's not the it's not our primary job. I, I'll, I'll give it that. It's not our primary job. Our primary job is to preach the gospel, and doing things like feeding the hungry, taking care of the homeless. Those are tools right. that that yes. are often used. Yes. To to uh, to preach the gospel, they're they're a draw, mm. if you will. Um, you know, it, it's just as simple as that. I, I want to read you a scripture real quick, and we do have a caller on the line that has been waiting even since the break, and so I apologize for that. Hang in there with us, but uh, out of Matthew chapter twenty-five, Matthew chapter twenty-five, beginning in verse uh, verse thirty-five. Jesus is speaking here, and he says, uh, For I was hungry, and you fed me, and I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me into your home. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. Again, this is Jesus speaking. He says, I was sick, and you cared for me. I was in prison, and you visited me. And then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, When did we ever see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? Or when did we see you as a stranger and show you hospitality, or even naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth, when you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you are doing it to me. And then the king will turn to those on the left side and say, away with you, you cursed ones, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his demons. For I was hungry and you did not feed me. I was thirsty, and you did not give me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me into your home. I was naked, and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry, thirsty, stranger, naked, sick, and in prison, and not help you? And he will answer, I tell you the truth, when you refused to help the least of these. That's That's the New Living Translation. I love the way it says it there. When you refused to help... The least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were refusing to help me. And so um, this is at the heart of this issue of saying we're going we're gonna to penalize, restrict, or make it difficult for people that come into the downtown areas to feed the homeless. They are literally infringing upon religious rights. Now, that is an American Constitution thing, but as far as the gospel is concerned, my challenge to the churches and to the Christians would be this. When the government infringes upon our God-given commands, our Mm. instructions of righteousness from our Lord Jesus Christ, when he tells us to do something and the government says, don't you do that, my question is, who is the greater king? Mm-hmm. Who is it that we are going to listen to? Do we obey God or do we obey man? Or do we use this this buttery excuse that's been used over the last couple of years? Well, God says to obey the, the those that, uh, that have rule over us, obey our governments and, and that type of thing, not when they contradict God's rule, right, right. God's law. Right. And so that is that is the issue at hand. Okay, so now that I've prefaced that, uh, well, the, our, our phone is ringing. I'm not sure that Eric can actually hear me right now because he's he's handling a phone call. We'll come back. We'll we'll come to the call in just a just a moment. Uh, do you guys have anything you want to say about the matter so far? Yeah, I think about you said earlier. You said we're we're just advocating for what's true and right, and I think we must come back to this idea of. What is the plumb line? What is the source of what is true and right? Because it, if if this if our idea of true and right is malleable, then the discussion can go anywhere. Mm-hmm. The discussion can can fall you know anywhere in the line. But if we have to have a moral standard, 
And if God is the moral standard, I mean, Paul says that even the Gentiles would obey the laws because they were written on their heart and they mm-hmm. were a law unto themselves. So that is tells me innately every man, woman, and child is born with a law of morality in their heart. And every person, I know every person that sees somebody struggling homeless, every, every person somewhere, somewhere in them mm-hmm. grieves for that person. Yeah, there's an element, there should be an element of compassion that, that comes up. You know, I guess uh, since you went down that road with this, it would make me consider the idea that if our city begins to say things like, uh, we don't we don't want the homeless downtown. And I understand there's difficulty. I, I get yes, that. Yes. I get that. I've had little kids. Uh, we, we've taken uh, kids, uh, children's groups from the church and, and done picnics in Munn Park and stuff. But you want to know what we did? We brought a bunch of sandwiches with the kids and gave them to the homeless people and then sat down with the kids and had a, had a picnic, you know. Um, but anyway, we're penalizing good people for doing right. good things in order to get rid of, a, um, so to speak, a, a quote, problem. problem. Right. Um, and, and that is the wrong solution. It would be like saying there's too many deaths, uh, traffic accidents and deaths that take place. Um, we need to tell mothers to stop driving their children to school. Right. Or let's you just know. get rid of cars. Well, not even going that far, we're, but we're going to penalize a person who's who's doing something good, um, you know, and, and rather than than saying uh, let's deal with the with the right. actual problem. With the- um, if we don't like the idea that homeless people uh, go to the bathroom in the alleys, then solve that problem with restrooms. It's not undignified for a person to use the restroom in a restroom. <laughs> it might be considered undignified for a person to use the restroom on the street. I get that. We don't want that, right? So give them a restroom. Using the restroom is not undignified. Right. I, I use the restroom, and so does the person listening, and so do you yeah. two in, in here, right? But right. we do it in, in, in relatively privacy, manner. in a dignified manner. So if there's not a, a, a – but anyway, I don't, I don't want to get lost on, on that too terribly bad. My problem is to say we, we, we should not make policy, rules, ordinances uh, – that that penalize or restrict good people right. in order to get rid of a bad uh, problem. Um, it, it's it's probably already illegal to poop on the in the middle of the street. Yes, right. So we know that making rules don't solve solve problems. You have to deal with the integrity of people's heart. Mm-hmm. So you don't take people that have compassion in their heart and saying we're going to keep you from doing what is right. We're going to keep you from exercising your compassion. What's the long uh, the long game of More that? More depravity. More depravity. We end up uh, training people yeah. to uh, to disregard and to uh, to to be potentially even even rude or hostile towards yeah. the homeless, rather than to be compassionate, loving, and and caring. And uh, Eric, I, I I know we've had somebody waiting on the line. Um, well, we have two people on the line. For those of you who are waiting on the line, we're going to talk to you for just a moment here while we're on the break. Maybe we'll give you something special just to keep you happy and uh, and, and waiting on hold. But we do have to take another break. So this will be a, about a two and a half minute break. Please and stay then, on the line. Yeah, stay on the line if you can. But we'll talk to you in just a minute. But we'll come back. If you're listening to the program, we're glad you're listening. Hang in there. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. Now, more of Ask the Preacher, brought to you by Believer's Fellowship Church. Here's John Freed. Hey, I'm glad you're listening today, and uh, we're going to get right to a couple of our callers. They've been very patient and waiting, uh, and I believe the caller on line one has been waiting for uh, about 20 minutes now, something to that effect. And so my, my sincere apologies for that and, and my appreciation for you hanging on the line. So on uh, line one, we have Miss Wendy joining the conversation. Hey, Wendy. Hello, how 
are you? Hello there. Very good. So what, what say you about this issue? So um, my, my concern is this. Um, the homeless get fed at... Hey, if, if you if you can put that mic nice and close to your to your mouth, it's you're a little echoey. I don't know, maybe you're using speakerphone or not, but uh, just to try to improve the sound just a little. Sure. So the homeless get fed lunch at Talbot House, and once they're done eating, they they have to leave the property. So whether us as a body of Christ go out and and provide them with a meal or not, they're still going to use the bathroom. <laughs> um, yeah, because that, that's con- what people do. <laughs> they use the bathroom. So I've contacted the city to find common ground to this situation. I go to downtown. I enjoy being in downtown. And I obviously don't want to step on somebody's, you know, bathroom. Yeah, right, right. Um, and I know that the business owners don't like it either. So I've contacted them. The city tells me. The city commissioners, all they want is the revenue from the event. That would put a cost on us, the religious organizations that go out and feed them, because then we'd have to have a permit. So now, so now you're, you're tying in to the idea of saying that people that want to go down and, and uh, feed the homeless, they need to register and apply and pay for an, ev- an event permit because they're considering if you gather a small number of people to give away food, th- this is a, an event and you got to pay for an event. Uh, possibly provide porta potties, provide city staff, all of that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? That's what you're alluding Correct. to, right? Correct. Then the issue goes to I frequent Munn Park a lot. Um, when I was there the other day, um, what they're doing now is in fear because people don't understand that this uh, the city manager hasn't written up the the bill yet, the legislature. So what they're doing is, in fear of not getting in trouble, they're leaving food on the on the chairs, on the benches. They're dropping off the food and they're leaving so the homeless can come and eat. So how is that any different? They're still eating. They're just not getting ministered to. Yeah, I don't know if I followed that one in, in, entirely. but She's saying they'll come, leave a, leave a distribution of food on the bench, and just leave. That's what's been happening since this article came out oh, interesting um on tuesday yeah what they've been doing is people have been coming leaving sandwiches and platters of fruits and they leave because well, I, they don't want to get in trouble yeah i would i would take that as uh you know you got community um their compassion being moved to say hey uh, our our city um potentially city commission is, is trying to run off the homeless and I want to try to take care of them. They may not realize that they're actually exacerbating the, the problem with the idea of littering and that type of thing. I think there's a, there's a thousand solutions um, that are, that are better than, than uh, restricting good people uh, from doing things that are, that or are good. adding red tape to the whole process. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, if somebody comes Before in to feed the homeless, that... they need to be responsible to clean up and that, that type of thing. Um, but, uh, but there again, um, that's not necessarily something that you can blame on a population of people or a or a group or a community of people. You can blame that on individuals because you could be a multimillionaire in town, uh, go to the restaurant, buy something, decide to go sit in the park and eat it, and and leave your napkins and your plate or your you know your your paper cup or whatever on the on the uh, on the bench uh, or or litter or whatever. Uh, so. 
Yeah, so it's not a matter of of where you live or how you live. It's a matter of who you are and, Correct. and, and that, that type of thing. Uh, Wendy, I, I really appreciate your call, and, and huge apologies for making you wait so long and then just giving you a few minutes on air. We have another caller uh, that, that we're going to go to, and so uh, I believe on line two we have uh, Mr. Joe. Uh, Joe, what say you? Uh, hi, John. Uh, Hello. First time calling in. Hey, um, hey, hey, big hand, first time caller. <laughs> Thank you. Um, my uh, my original thought behind this whole thing is uh, the entire um, Western civilization was built on the unique cornerstone of Christianity, right? Yeah, yeah. So when you get away from from those values, when you turn away from those those Christian values, what do you turn to? Yeah, that's that's my first my first point. Um, and I mean, we can go into that. You know, you guys guys have been doing a good job so far. Well, we have but we have two minutes point, until we have to go off the air, so so we'll pick your most valuable to go into. Right. So the other one is is this one, and this is what everyone should be concerned with: is the First Amendment. That's freedom of assembly, first and foremost. Right. That's protected. Mm. So are they trying to find a workaround to the First Amendment, freedom of, of assembly, and then, you know. I believe that it is morally reprehensible that you're, as you had said, they're trying to penalize the people that are trying to help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where, you know, these politicians, they, they work for us. That's, I think that's what they're forgetting. They need to figure out a, a, an actual solution that is tenable, that is something that, that will actually solve the problem. Don't shift the problem somewhere else. Well said. Yeah, the, the shift problem. the problem. Don't shift the problem. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you made the statement, you know, we need to remind our politicians. Maybe you didn't say it exactly that way, but they work for us. And so the question is, well, who is the us? The us include the homeless. Mm-hmm. Um, That's correct. The us in, in, includes the people that are that are feeding the homeless. The us also includes the people that hate the homeless, to be right. honest with you. Um, the us includes uh, the the people who would would like to see no homeless at all, and they would do whatever means necessary uh, to to not have them. Right. In there that whole spectrum of people are on equal playing field. Yeah, we we are all the us. We are all the we the people. And so um, I, I guess uh, well, Joe, we have we have sixty seconds before we have to go off the air. I really appreciate you listening. I appreciate you calling in. Um, and then and then you brought up the uh, the conversation to being the the First Amendment, our, our freedom to assemble, and our our freedom to exercise and practice our our religion. We have freedom of, of religion, and so that is going to be the issue pertaining to this. Um, and it's stated in some of these articles, uh, you know, it, where where Attorney Shiraz has to. Uh, has to look and and say, you know, is there a legal way to do this? What other cities have have done this? What other cities have failed? Uh, and most of the time, they fail over the religious rights uh, issue. And so, I I um I intend to have some conversations. I have not yet uh, had any conversations directly with our city commission about this. And folks, this is your city. Uh, you can have those conversations too. Uh, so send them emails, phone calls, or or meet with them. Um, most of them are are very happy to uh, to sit down when they can. They're busy people. They they have families, businesses, and and things to do as well. But they they serve the city. They serve the city well. And um and so we need to let our our, our voices be heard in yes. in the right way. In the right way. Um, Lakeland's a beautiful city, and I believe it can remain beautiful. And one of the things that make 
Lakeland beautiful is not its cosmetics, but it's the heart of the people the that people. live here. That's right. That's what makes it wonderful. And so uh, God bless Lakeland. God bless Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis, and the United States of America. <laughs> Folks, you're listening to Ask the Preacher. My name is John Freedom, the pastor at Believers Fellowship Church. You can visit us online a little easier sometimes than, than in person by going to believersfellowship.com. But we would absolutely love to see you in person um, this weekend. Big weekend. Three services, 9 a.m., 11 a.m., and 6 p.m. with Reverend Tony Cook. It's going to be phenomenal. So we invite you to join us. Good day. God bless you. Have a great weekend.